this month on episode 28 of the Global Credit Union Podcast. Do really believe that this is the start of something. Yes, what what Mahatma Gandhi said. Uh, if you want to see the ch- a change, let that change starts from within us. And I do really believe that we are on the right track. That's Patrick Rico, External Affairs Manager for ACDI Multipurpose Cooperative in the Philippines. He and Eleonora Zagonian Petrovich, CEO of Foam Savings House in North Macedonia, both joined the program to discuss being the first ever recipients of World Council of Credit Unions Fellowship. Designed to promote the representation of women and emerging leaders in governance roles, the fellowship will allow Patrick and Eleonora to be observers of the WOKU board for a period of one year. The WOKU Board of Directors embraced the new initiative to inspire future leaders and give a voice to new perspectives in our industry while supporting individuals on their professional journeys. I'm Greg Newman, Director of Communications for World Council of Credit Unions. My conversation with the World Council's first ever board observers is up next on the Global Credit Union Podcast. Welcome back. I'm joined now by Eleonora Zigonianin Petrovich and Patrick Rico, recipients of the first ever Woku Fellowship. Ellie and Patrick, welcome to the Global Credit Union Podcast. Thanks for being here. Hello. Hi, Greg. It's nice to be here. Hi. Also, nice hi, Ellie. A question for both of you to start. You were selected out of a group of about 52 nominees, or exactly 52 nominees from across the world. They were all really extremely qualified as well. So how does that feel to know you stood out among such an impressive group of applicants? Uh, Patrick, I'll start with you, especially because you're a young guy. I mean, you had a lot of strong competition there. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know what, Greg, it's very humbling and gratifying to know that our qualifications and contributions were recognized uh, among such exceptional group of candidates. You know what? I didn't expect that I will be chosen as part of the WOCO Fellowship. But I think God has planned for it, and I know that with the lot with a lot of candidates, they are very good uh, candidates for the position, and I know that they have also good contributions to their and uh, they have go- good contributions to the cooperative sector to the credit union movement, and I also admire their dedication, their commitment to the field, and I just I'm just really excited to leverage this opportunity to make contrib- uh, to make man- meaningful contributions. Um, I'm really, really happy. It's truly, truly an honor, Greg. Well, that that is great to hear. I mean, I I would think that you know putting in the work that you did to get here would would make it. So, Ellie, how how did you feel knowing that you came out of that group? It's uh, Greg. It's really a huge privilege for me because you know, coming from one uh, small credit union movement, we just showed that uh, vision is important. And thanks to the uh, 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 this fellowship program, it was shown to me that uh, the knowledge and everything that come at, uh, with, with what we are doing doing here over the past twenty five years is recognized by by Voku. Uh, to be honest, I am uh, honored, but in the same time, I think that we have a huge obligation. Considering mm-hmm. that we are, as you said, first uh, uh, recipients of this fellowship program, mm. to show that uh, the necessity of this program, because yes. 
it is in our moments to show that uh, this program, it was worth investing uh, time and efforts for everybody from VOCU uh, for the further growth of our movement. So uh, Patrick and me, we have really, really challenging job. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, that, that, is a, that is a really yeah, great, that's a, that's a great yeah. way to look at it. I mean, I, I, and, and I think a lot of people uh, would be, say that's a very humble way to look at it. As part of this nomination process, you both had to share your experiences in governance and leadership roles. Um, and, and I know, Ellie, you have a strong background in that, right? I am hopeful that uh, coming from uh, the, uh, in North Macedonia, you know, that we didn't have a great union movement. And in the 90s, the World Council came as a project here and set up practically the great union movement in our country. So I've been CEO since then. It was already 20 years. We started from nothing to the multiple branching system uh, to the country uh, executing great union philosophy. And I, in the same time, over the years, I have uh, having opportunity to be part of the different initiatives and different uh, support for our move, uh, uh, movement. I've been working as a president of the supervisory committee of the micro of the Alliance for Microfinance Institution, considering that we are doing quite job a lot of job supporting micro uh, entrepreneurs. And also, you know, that we are one and only create union in the country. We have quite good cooperation with the banking association, considering that most of the uh, whatever affects for the business of the uh, our institutions uh, pro uh, approximately the same as the for the banks. Therefore, all that uh, different type of the position over the years helped me to see the big picture for our institution and probably to challenge me furthermore to accept most of the changes earlier and to adapt most of the, the different uh, things that are outside, no matter that we are small, but as a financial institution, but we need to be ready and to, uh, because in the eyes of our members or the bank clients, we are the same. They're expecting sure. the same services with the same efficiency. So we were doing our best over the years uh, to make uh, that happen. Patrick, uh, obviously, uh, Ellie's got a, a, a lot of years on you, but talk about your experience yes. with in your background when it comes to governance. Yeah, actually, my background in governance is very robust. Um, and I believe that my close involvement in the daily activities, operations of the different cooperatives, which we help, because here in the Philippines, we have uh, a program which we call Coop Kapatid, or Big Brother Helping Small Brother wherein we help different cooperatives. So as part of our program, we coordinate, we uh, we deal with different members of the board of directors and those experiences really enhance my understanding and connection to their boards. So I realized, Craig, that interacting regularly with the board members of these cooperatives and addressing their issues promptly it, this, uh, has given me a sense of being a part of their team. So this hands-on experience has significantly enriched my expertise and knowledge in the realm of cooperative governance. I see to it what they need. I see to it that uh, I see I saw what they need. I saw what they're really looking into. I saw that their problem really doesn't just stop from their cooperative, but it also echoes to the community. And you know what? I have this heart or feeling in my heart that I, I have a sort of frustration 
of seeing how we could really help of be of help to these cooperatives. And I think um, we, upon seeing their experiences, upon seeing their daily living, in, uh, upon seeing how they operate as a cooperative, that gives me a very strong background when it comes to governance work. Well, it sure sounds like it. It, it. Both of you are also asked to identify a couple of strategies, two strategies you'd employ to address gaps in leadership and governance roles for women, for emerging leaders. Um, Patrick, you get the first crack at this one. What were the strategies that you identified as part of the nomination process? Yeah, so we, we identified two strategies that on how we can employ leadership gaps. Uh, first, be inclusive and collaborative. You know what, Greg? In leadership, we must be inclusive and not be exclusive. We must value everyone's opinions, and we have to see these opinions as very important input in any discussion. So regardless of our age, of our gender, we must respect one another and must learn to collaborate and capitalize on one's strength. In that way, each is given equal opportunity to, to be leaders, making leadership inclusive and giving everyone the chance to create an impact to the community. You know what, Greg? It's very important to really give, uh, really give opportunity for the youth and for the emerging leaders because in that we can make them included in our cooperative operations and we can collaborate with them in making a very dynamic and diverse cooperative governance. Uh, the second one is be open-minded and build bridges. As leaders, I realize that we must understand the different generational and gender mindsets. We have to build bridges. We have to be adaptive and adjust. We must be willing to forgo our old habits and comfort zones to the more fertile grounds of innovation. You know what? In uh, various different leadership trainings and seminars that we attended or I've been talking into, uh, this always gets the most positive result. Leaders need to align the creative energy of the younger generation and the experience of the seasoned leaders to the organizational values and vision. Yeah. So these are the two strategies, be inclusive and collaborative. Number two, be open-minded and build bridges. One of the problems that we encounter with uh, the cooperatives nowadays is that uh, the senior leaders, most, most of the senior leaders are becoming close-minded with the emerging leaders. Sometimes they do not listen to the youth. But this is the challenge to the credit union leaders and the cooperative leaders right now. We have to be open-minded and build bridges. We have to use the energy of the younger generation and let's take on or leverage on the experiences of the seasoned leaders so that we can make and sustain our cooperative or credit union. Yeah, especially when you consider the fact that you know the average age of a credit union member is over the age of 45 i believe it is worldwide and, yeah. and i know it's uh yeah. I, 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 you know yes. we have you're right that you have to it's not going to work with the members if you don't have leaders who are young as well so great yeah, i agree great uh point there ellie what are the key strategies you put forward to address gaps in leadership and governance roles for women and youth uh greg i think that one of the best strategy over the years for me was also what i expected it will help it's leading by example, because, you know, I can, uh, it's uh, the most important moment that we would like to encourage with these activities that we are doing now is to make more women and to more youngs, more, more people interested uh, to be part of our system. 
but you know, it's difficult to talk something if you don't experience and if, if you don't show that it's like that. So I, I think that some of the women, when they will see, okay, if Ellie coming from North Macedonia can be part of the this in, initiative, why not? I cannot try also to be part of the initiative. Global Women Leadership Network is working over the years. We started, I was one of the founders in 2009, and we started from just an idea. And sure. I think that showing that example of that idea it's today, it's the movement that was recognized uh, worldwide. Also, uh, the same was with the YCAP uh, program. You know that YCAP program is uh, so many years here encouraging young leaders. And I was also brave enough to apply in 2007 the, for the YCAP award. And, you know, you need to do that by example. Okay, I will try. What will happen if I don't win? Nothing. But if I win, it will be good showing that can be done. So this is why I personally believe that most of the activities that we are doing can be done by leading by example. I was the young uh, uh, manager. When I was appointed for this position, I was 28 years old. I became CEO of something so new. So uh, in the country, uh, starting from zero to be built, so the second uh, 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 the second strategy that I would like to draw interest here is that you know you be bold. I I know that sounds uh, very harsh, but you know to win something you need to be bold, and no matter whether you are a woman, no matter that you are young, no matter which position you are, you need to take courage to achieve the next stage in your life, yes. the next goal of your operation. I mean, meaning that in every moment, each of us needs to make sure that we are bold enough to follow the trends that are that are important for our movement. For example, in this moment, it's crucial for all of us to be engaged and more adapt in the uh, environmental, social, and government's uh, standards. We need because this is. Uh, our nature that is what we already do so many years and now it's our moment to show to the world that whatever we are doing all these years it is now officially recognized so can we push for something that yes but only if we are bold enough to do that I got to say, first of all, I can see why both of you were chosen, <laughs> even though we're only halfway through the interview. Um, I mean, these are just incredible ideas and, and you're incredibly passionate about it, both of you. Ellie, I am curious, given your background, you know, you've mentioned you've led the credit union movement in North Macedonia basically since the start. You've served on uh, in a number of governance roles. You have a lot of experience with it. Why did you feel this opportunity would still be so valuable to you after all that experience? Because, you know, Greg, it's uh, uh, something that we have here been, do I say, blessed uh, over the years uh, is because we were part of the VOCU as a, a movement, as a, you know, uh, as, as a delegate uh, all these years. And it was crucial for us for all that knowledge that was shared through the international stage. Because, you know, know-how that comes from the uh, international movement is crucial for development of the countries such as ours because you know we might have a, a possibility but uh, here but that possibility is a result of some know-how that we already had 
from uh, the World Council of Trade Union and other international organizations. So my expectation is that being part of international board, it will be crucial for me for seeing the picture uh, about the future of the full uh, as an uh, international player, especially encouraging, and I would like especially to encourage that small movements to be represented in the board of the World Council of Credit Unions. That's a that's a great point and a great um, you know perspective on it. Being from a, a smaller place like North Macedonia with a, with a smaller movement, but a very dedicated movement. Pa Patrick, this has been a big year for yeah. you. Uh, you were also a YCUP scholarship recipient. We should add in twenty twenty three. Why are you excited about this opportunity to engage with the World Council Board? Yeah, so indeed, uh, this year has brought remarkable achievements. Uh, aside from being selected as a YCAP scholarship recipient for this year, I was chosen or selected as part or one of the board observers for World Council. And you know what? This opportunity really offers an invaluable platform for me to contribute to global cooperative discussions and initiatives. You know what, Craig? I do really believe that this year is not my year. It's not just my year, but it's the year of the emerging leaders. I'm really excited what this uh, uh, what this involvement could bring into or in it on the on the table, especially that this is the first time that we will be having this this fellowship, choosing um, Ellie from North Macedonia representing the women and me representing the emerging leaders. This is the first time, and I hope that we will not fail. Not just uh, we will not just. We will not fail the, the, the walk board. We will not fail in giving our insights and voices. We will not fail in representing our the women and the and the emerging leaders. Uh, we will not fail in giving our insights insights so that we can make a very meaningful impact within the cooperative community. Um I, I'm very happy, I'm very honored, it's very I'm very blessed. I I feel that I'm really blessed. And I'm very thrilled on what the future lies ahead of us as we perform our duties as members of the WOKU or as observers of the WOKU board. I'm going to end with the same question for both of you. At the end of one year, next summer at this time, what do you hope you've learned or accomplished as a result of being a, a WOKU board observer? And I know you've touched on this a little bit already, but if you can kind of sum that up for me. Um, Ellie, I'll start with you. Uh, Greg, to be honest, I'm expecting, I mean, I know that one year flies very quick, but I, yes. I'm expecting <laughs> that, uh, uh, that it will be, um, uh, for mm -hmm. me, big encouragement to be more women in the board of World Council of Credit Union, so that we can lead by example for the transformation that we're expecting through all credit union movements to be. Therefore, I am expecting that that uh, starting point will be fulfilled uh, as uh, also for the young leaders, as Patrick is, for everybody to show the difference that starts, that all the changes starts from us as a uh, World Council of Create Union. In the same time, to be honest, I'm I'm, uh, I would like uh, more small Create Union worldwide to see that they have a voice yes. there in within the board, that they can also be part of that uh, movement when their decision-making process goes to. That's really, really something that I'm expecting that will be uh, seen from uh, most of our international movements. 
And at the end, to be honest, I would like to push a little bit more about the go green. I strongly good, believe, good. Uh, strongly be believe about the, our necessity to be part of this movement, because we, as a movement, we believe over the years that we do everything uh, to make sure that people will help people. Therefore, Go Green is part of that uh, story. So I am uh, hoping that uh, uh, next year, when I will talk again with you, I will tell you that we accomplished some of these uh, three uh, wish lists of mine. Well, we love that the Go Green portion well, specifically. Yeah, yeah. Also, love that climate is uh, you know something that's really on our radar and something we're pushing as well. So I I I, I hope that you'll be a champion with us on that. And it sounds like you will be, Patrick. What, what do you hope you learn or accomplish? Yeah, so in my tenure as walk aboard observer, representing the emerging leaders, uh, you know what? My aspirations are twofold. Uh, firstly, I aim to gain a comprehensive understanding of global cooperative dynamics, governance, and strategic decision-making process. As part of a cooperative here in the Philippines, I want to know more how the cooperative works in the global landscape. I want to learn from the different uh, members of the board of WOCO and also from their cooperatives or credit unions on how they will um, how they will leverage on their position as members of the board, so that I can gain valuable insights so and so I can contribute effectively to the growth and development of the cooperatives, not just in my community, not just here in my country, but also in the in the global in the whole world. So, secondly, I hope to play a very tangible role in advocating for the interests and perspectives of, of emerging leaders. As what I have mentioned uh, earlier, many people would look to the youth because they are young, that they are stubborn, that they don't have the capacity, that they don't, that they, that they don't have the ability to lead. But I want to inspire them that they have the capability to, to lead, that this is not the end of their life, that they have to take on the torch and lead the credit union. So I do believe that by actively engaging in discussions, sharing innovative ideas and collaborating with the different professionals, I aspire to contribute to the formulation of forward thinking strategies that will empower the young cooperators and drive the cooperative movement forward. And ultimately my goal is to foster meaningful connections, to cultivate valuable skills and leave a positive mark on the cooperative landscape during my tenure as walking board observer. As what I've mentioned earlier, Greg, this is leaving us so much pressure. Do you believe that, Evie? Um, this is leaving us so much pressure because we uh, we are thinking on how we can really contribute as walking board observer. Um, it's just like we are like uh, guinea pigs. Uh, we are like a guinea pig for this uh, experimentation. It's the test run, I, right? Yeah, it's a test run, but I do really believe that this is the start of something. As what what Mahatma Gandhi said, uh, if you want to see the ch a change, let that change start from within us. And I do really believe that we are on the right track. Well, thank you so much for talking with me about this. You know, it's really a great perspective that you both have that you don't want to just be in this role for a year, but you want to start a, a legacy here of, of what this what this role means. Um, and we're really excited about that. I, I'm really excited to see, I, I think I'm going to both be seeing you in my hometown of Madison, Wisconsin for the first your first board meeting in October. So I'm excited about that, too. Um, <laughs> yeah, thank, 
thank you so much, Ellie and Patrick, and uh, and uh, best of luck in your year as a Woku as Woku board observers. Thank you, Greg. Thank you so much. Thank you. A reminder, if you like what you heard today, you can find every episode of the Global Credit Union podcast by going to the newsroom tab at woku.org. We put out a new episode on the third Thursday of each month. You can also find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and just about anywhere else you get your podcasts. Until next month, I'm Greg Newman for the Global Credit Union podcast saying, remember to keep on serving your members. Mm -hmm.